talking loud everything should be good all right i can talk loud i think i am adam this is the metal head oh i'm sorry i'm supposed to do like and we're back because it's wayne that's how he does things <laughs> and i don't like doing that because like like i'll listen to our show yeah and the motherfucker's like yelling in my ear i'm like you know people listen to this shit on their headphones yeah it gets a little loud but that's his thing that's that's how he likes to do it i don't do it that way but i am adam wayne isn't here kyle isn't here rum isn't here they're all busy. It's a Sunday, and so I have like Stephen Amell's stunt double, Matt Robin. <laughs> that's a good. That's high praise. Do you that's get that? Be, yeah, I get it a lot. Because you do, like, like especially like when you have the full beard, like yeah. you, were, you were sporting it in Orlando. Yeah, you had the full beard, like you didn't. But like now that you've got it like semi-shaved with the what is that a six o'clock shadow? It's like a seven thirty shadow. Scrubble. Yeah, you look a little more like Stephen Amell, but that's yeah. not a bad thing to be. That dude's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's a good-looking dude. I'm okay with it. He's a nice guy, too. I met him. Oh, really? Yeah, well, at a Comic-Con. So. Okay, yeah, he was in a, a Megacon. Mm-hmm. I've only been there twice. It's been a few years. I enjoy it. Like, was it was it bad there that year? Like, was it too busy? No, it wasn't too busy. Though It wasn't as bad as the one in New Orleans was about two or three years ago that had Bruce Campbell. That one was, was real, like, a little bit too hectic for me. But uh, Megacon wasn't bad at all. I went, uh, let's see, it would have been the either t- 2014, I want to say, or it, it, 14 or 15, and it was their biggest year, and it was like Mardi Gras Day. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was bad. Like, I, there was this panel that I really wanted to go to, one of my favorite artists, a guy named Adam Kubert. Yeah. If you've ever, you, I'm sure you've been I, I to Universal exactly. Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Like, he did all the art for anyone who hasn't, who doesn't know who Adam Kubert is. If you go to Universal Orlando, in the Marvel Superior Island, all that art is Adam Kubert. Adam and his brother, Andy. Andy, they used to do all the X-Men comics. Right. Every one of them in the 90s. It's the most famous family in comics. Yep. You know, but, um, but yeah, but I went that year, and he had a panel, and it was a big deal, but at some point after, like, literally just standing, like, dick to ass <laughs> with what I assume was a woman. Yeah. Not totally sure. Like I was just like fuck it, it's not worth it, and I just left. So, but um, but yeah, no, Mel's he's pretty cool. He, he does all, like all that charity work. He sells T-shirts. I think it's the fight cancer. Yeah, the fuck cancer shirts. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, I need to get one. But um, but anyway, but uh, you're in New Orleans now. You have an extended stay in Orlando. Yeah, went through uh, Full Sail University. Got my degree in film. That's pretty awesome. Full Sail is pretty. I mean, it's. It's one of those things where it's not necessarily the most famous university, but it's very prestigious to go there. It's got a lot of people who uh, are pretty big in the industry right now. Um, Steven C. Miller, he's a director. He's directed uh, Escape Plan 2, okay. and uh, which is the Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And he directed... Uh, he, he's Every one of his movies has Bruce Willis in it for some reason. He works with Bruce Willis. Like Marauders. Uh, there's a new one coming out that I can't remember the name of it. But. Is it Death Wish? No, 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 he didn't. I don't think he did Death Wish. He might. Okay, I'm not sure who did. But Death Wish looks good, though. I'm it does. My it. only complaint with Death Wish is, if you're going to do a Bronson movie, you got to grow the Bronson mustache. Yeah, well, I, I kind of agree. I just, I don't think mustaches uh, really hold up the way they used to. It's not, 
a it, threatening thing. It depends. Thing. It depends on who does it. But I, 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 I will agree that it would probably look kind of molestery on yeah. Bruce Willis. Well, he had one in um, Death Becomes Her. He had a mustache. Yeah, that was. I think that was his only foray into mustache. Yeah. <laughs> That's that probably for the best. He dipped his, his little toe into the. That was a weird fucking pool. movie. Yeah, it was weird. I loved it though. It was, it was one of my favorite Bruce Willis movies. Because you don't look at it as a Bruce Willis movie. You just, it doesn't seem well, like Well, that was one. when, was Bruce Willis wasn't an action star originally. He was kind he of was a, a comedy. He was a comedy thing. guy. Like, all of his early movies were comedies. And Moonlighting isn't, you know, it was a comedy. And that was yep. what made him famous. And I think they, they, uh. And he did Hudson Hawk. That was later. Bizarre. That was later. But <laughs> they had to talk, uh, the producers into letting them, uh, like, cast him for, for Die Hard. Oh, they, yeah. they didn't They didn't want him. Yeah. Or, like, he's the, the mood lighting guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, but Die Hard was amazing and legendary, and, you know, then he became the action guy, and he doesn't really do that many comedies anymore. No, he really doesn't. Most of the stuff he does nowadays, like, I was talking about Stephen C. Miller, who directs him in a lot of stuff. Uh, Stephen was talking about it, and he says that he usually only has Bruce Willis for a day. So he'll shoot a full movie worth of stuff. Or all of Bruce Willis's scenes will be shot in one day. Everything else will be like body doubles. Yeah, exactly. So it's amazing, like when you're looking at the film industry, like how often that happens. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I found out the other now. This is going to make me look stupid. I did not realize that Back to the Future two and three didn't have. Um, Oh, the the weird the dad, um, Crispin like Glover. Crispin Glover. I didn't realize he was wasn't in two or three. Yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to this podcast called um, "I Was There Too," okay. that interviews basically the guy talks to people who were in famous movies, uh, but they weren't the main actor. It was like they they maybe they were like uh, an extra in a, a very important scene yeah. or something like that. Basically, or a producer or something like that. And uh, he interviewed the guy who replaced Crispin Glover. I was like. Oh fuck! No, that wasn't Crispin Glover. <laughs> and then you said, and I started thinking about Back to the Future Three, and I was like, Oh, he wasn't in that movie at all. No, nope. no one was. Like, but I, you don't think about it. You don't think about how now suddenly Leah Thompson is playing his wife. Yeah, and the as, as the older broad. It, it was real weird the way they they uh, chronologically put that movie together, but it worked out. I loved it. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's definitely one of like all time great franchises, but. Uh, But yeah, um, Back to the Future is one of the the best trilogies that's that's happened in uh, film, in my opinion. I I like it way better than the Lord of the Rings stuff. So, So. here's the thing. Like, I I don't know if people are that. Here's the thing. (laughs) I I do agree, but I do, like... I think there's a weird, like, overblownness about certain franchises. I, I, I I love Back to the Future. It's definitely one of my favorite franchises, and... Back to the Future 3 is the only movie I... Well, one of two movies that I remember my dad taking to me as a child. The other was uh, Dante's Peak, the weird Pierce Brosnan... I don't think I ever watched Volcano movie. Oh, yeah, okay, I remember There was Volcano and Dante's Peak. Okay. Wait, no, Dante's Inferno, right? No, what's Dante's Inferno? It might be Dante's Inferno. What is it? Wait, no, Dante's Inferno is... Wait. What is Dante's Inferno? Dante's Inferno is the legendary book. Yeah. About but the was layers it, of hell. Was it named after that? No, I think it was Dante's Peak. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. Okay. The volcano movie with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Those two are the only things. So I have a, this big affinity for Back to the Future. Yeah. I also love both Ghostbusters movies. The real ones, not the yeah. not the new one. I still haven't watched that. We'll get to that in a minute. All right. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. 
But when I see people that are obsessed with these franchises, I'm like, they're not Star Wars. They're they're amazing movies that you should appreciate. But when I like, and look, no offense to the Louisiana Ghostbusters, but like I've had this discussion with my best friend, the Hustle. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be like us deciding, like, what if we dedicated our lives to Groundhog's Day, which is a better movie. <laughs> It's a much better movie than, than Ghostbusters. Well, maybe not much, but it's yeah. it's it's a better movie. I like, think I think Ghostbusters just did a better job at making itself a franchise and making itself accessible for kids to buy toys and right and the cartoon it's, and stuff like that. So it's less heady, but it's more commercial. Yeah, or, or more commercially Friendly. viable. Yeah, but you know, and also, it. Groundhog's Day has a lot of like great bid players like uh, Ned Ryerson. I uh, can't think of his name. Stephen Toblowski. Yeah. But like Ghostbusters is like these great giants. Like, and Bill Murray, man, Bill Murray made that movie. He's the well, only they all did. Was... They all did. Like, no, you no, have to no. give Ghostbusters. Credit I can for give. It. I can give uh, the guy who played Egon. Um, Pat Ramos. Yeah, he did a great job, and so did Dan Aykroyd and the other guy that nobody remembers. But. Bill, Bill Murray That's made so sad. I know his name's Winston and Zedmore in the movie. I know who he is. I can never remember his fucking name. I don't it know makes why me that feel horrible. Like, I know. It's because he's the black guy, and you don't want to be the one that, that forgets the black guy. No, no. <laughs> I am a racist, but that's not the reason. <laughs> that's not the reason I don't remember. It's just that he's only done, like, three movies. Yeah. He's uh, did those two movies, and they did that the movie The Cowboy Way. With uh, Woody from uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody, is that the one with Kiefer Sutherland in it too? I think so. Yeah. They, they, it's this weird movie where two cowboys show up to New York. To, yeah. It's it's like it. the inverse of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. <laughs> but more comedic and yet less funny. Anyway. Um, but uh, oh, but anyway, but Death Wish. The reason I love that trailer is that it's an affront to everything. That seems to be going on in Hollywood now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's a guy loses his family. He's just like, I'm going to take the law into my hands. I'm going to get a shotgun and a bunch of other guns, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to kill the bad guys. And, like, Hollywood, over the last, what, 15 years, has done everything they could to, like, take us away from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's just, and people are, there are people who are genuinely pissed seeing that. And then there's, like, people like me that are just like, that's amazing, and I'm so happy that this movie's being made now. I'm so sick of that 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 mindset of people wanting to baby foot around with movies and stuff. Like, it's art. You just make what you make. It doesn't matter if it's, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter whose feelings you're hurting or what you're putting in people's minds or anything like that. It's art. You have to do it. I just Hollywood's so fake with that stuff. Well, sometimes it's art. Like my only issue is when something's artificial. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like there's just there's some movies that you watch these days. You're just like, oh, this was made to fit a certain audience that yeah. some executive decided. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the, the new emoji movies. Okay. Well, Ghostbusters as well. Yeah. You know, but like these movies that, like, look. I heard. I heard the emoji movie was shit. By the way. Did you? Did you? I haven't did, watched. Did it. you hear what T.J. Miller said about it? No. It's not good. No, he um, before the movie came out. Now look, I wasn't interested in the Emoji movie. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I think T.J. Miller's the the young lead in the movie. Like okay. he plays the young, I think. But the uh, the father of the the lead Emoji 
is played by Stephen Wright, okay. who is my hero, one of my heroes. So when I when I saw Stephen Wright was in it, I was like, I I might be willing to give this a shot. Yeah. T.J. Miller did an interview in I think it was Vanity Fair where he said, "This is a movie that's designed to, to uh, give kids progressive value." Basically, he said it's a propaganda movie for his politics. Oh, and, and I was okay. like. Well, A, the Emoji Movie. Yeah. B, fuck you, I'm out, and I will tell anyone that I can not to take their children to see this movie. I don't think any movie designed for kids should ever involve politics in either direction. Yeah. Or any direction. Like, it's a movie about fucking emojis, which A, shouldn't have been made to begin with. No, definitely you know? not. But, uh, but the, yeah, but that movie... It's like somebody was just like, oh, what's popular right now? Do emojis? All right, well, let's make a movie about emojis. Like, yeah, that'll be good. Whatever. It, 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 they, they keep doing these horrible little cookie-cutter movies that are the same thing. And, like, this is the same thing as the Lego movie, which I like the Lego movie. But, but it's, it's only amazing because of the people who made it. Yeah. It, but it's the same, like, ideas. It's mm-hmm. take this, shove it down someone's throat. Take this, shove it down someone's throat. Well, it's, and it, it, there's like a billion commercials and a billion tie-ins with Snapchat and different things like that. Nobody makes films anymore to to show that, like they don't have the passion for it anymore. It's just these cookie-cutter, off-the-wall things that I, I hate. Well, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like it's, it's what I try to explain to people when... Like, yeah, these people, like, the when it comes to the Marvel and DC movies, we're, like, one team or the other. And I always try to explain to people, like, the, like whenever somebody says, like, oh, you're just a Marvel fanboy, I'm like, no. Marvel is being made by people who genuinely have an affection for the material. Yeah. They weren't, like, Marvel was a, I mean, small studio being relative. Because mm-hmm. they had to take, like, a billion-dollar loan out. This, you know, because Disney didn't own them originally. They, right. they made themselves. That's... And what was that, 2015 when they were bought out? Uh, might have been a little earlier than that, but around that time. Um, but, like, the people who set out to make these movies <clears throat> did so because they loved the, the, the material. Yeah. DC's owned by Warner Brothers. All Warner Brothers cares about is making a... <laughs> I'll get it later. A giant action movie that makes a lot of money that's that's all they care about they'll put they don't care who's who the actor is they don't care who the director is they're just like just go make a giant action movie with the names of characters that people know that's literally why bat well ben affleck dropped out of batman because they they didn't want him to make it from a fan standpoint they wanted him to make it in a from a blockbuster standpoint Mm. i mean well that's what i've heard I've heard different things. I, I do, like, the rumor right now is that he's actually not going to be Batman any longer. They're, oh, yeah? They're, yeah, they're saying... So the reason they're given is that he's older now, and he's going to... He's too old to commit to, like, three Batman movies. Yeah. Which, I mean, Bruce Willis, Bruce Willis is making Death Wish. Yeah. Like, uh, fucking Harrison Ford's going to make Indiana Jones. See, I'd heard the complete opposite. I heard he signed on for another Batman movie, a sequel to the Batman movie that I guess in the works of making now, and Batman Begins, so they could start another, not Batman Begins, Batman, um, 
the one with Terry McGinnis. Uh, Batman Beyond. Batman Beyond, yeah. And they, they, that's like the end of the trilogy for him. Would be that. That would be amazing, but I can't see that actually happening. Yeah. Batman Beyond didn't last because it was too conceptual. Yeah. Like people didn't really know what to make of it, even though it was amazing. But um, it's hard. To, like, it's hard to say with Warner Brothers. They've lied. Like the entirety of the Justice League. Uh, production from what was it 2012 was when Man of Steel came out something like yeah. that um, they've, they've, they've consistently lied about what they were doing and why they were doing it but um, but the, yeah, the, the, the rumor now is that Affleck's going to drop out and they're going they're not going to they're not going to replace him as Bruce Wayne they're just going to have Bruce Wayne drop out oh, and yeah. then I, I'm, I'm half expecting them to try and do uh uh, Dark Knight Returns and have Carrie Kelly like have a female Batman. Oh yeah? I don't know if they'd do it but I feel like the way they've been going you know the way the industry works Yeah, it it's everything's so like overly liberal. Uh, that's what I kind of feel, felt like they were going to do with the Terry McGinnis. Either make it a woman or make it you know a gay guy or something. They're going to they're gonna do something to make it different. You know what I mean? They're not going to have another white uh, male lead. That's the way things are these days, but... And actually, in Batman Beyond's niche enough to where you could probably get away with it. Yeah. Um, the... I mean, look, I love Idris Elba, but the only reason that I didn't care was because that they replaced, uh, that, that they made him the, uh, gunslinger and the Dark Towers just because I, I don't have any affinity for the Dark Tower. Yeah. But when people get mad at you, like, there was something about that recently. Oh, uh, they put out a... So you've, you've read X-Men comics, yeah. you said, right? So do you remember Domino from X-Force? Yeah. Okay, well, Ryan Reynolds this past week shared a picture of the person that's going to play Domino right. in Deadpool 2. And the actress doesn't look like Domino. It's, it, it's, it's a black woman... With a white mark on her face, it looks like a, it looks afro. like diaper rash or something on her face. It's not even it's, like a yeah, it's not pain or anything like yeah. that. And and I wasn't upset exactly, but I made a lot of comments online pointing out like this isn't this isn't Domino. Domino, for anyone who hasn't, hasn't read X Men comics, is a character that's uh, you'd call her kind of an albino. Yeah, she's sort of like Mystique in a sense, like her skin color is mutated. But she has like a black mark on her uh, right eye. It's like a, right it's like a, a circle. circle or, or it's like, like a, a circle, yeah. yeah. And uh, so their idea was like, oh, let's just make a, let's just have a black actress player and put a white mark, and it'll be the inverse. Well, but that's not all. The, <laughs> that's not that's not all that goes to the character. And actually, I don't even think the character has to be white. Like, I don't care that she's yeah. black because, like, the point is, is her skin is a different color. It's not. She's not like. You're not really white. You're Caucasian. Yeah. Your skin is technically pink. Right. Domino is white. Like, like the color white. Right. <laughs> like, actually. And so, like, you know, people got upset, and then other people were like, you're just a bunch of racists. It's like, no. It's like, like I hate that. Every No matter what you say nowadays, you're a racist. I am a racist, but, like, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's an ongoing joke. With the, I, like, I always say that just because I don't care. Like, I don't yeah. care if you call me a racist. And I'm also... I'm ethnically indeterminate to most Something, people. Yeah. <laughs> like I get Hispanic most often. Sometimes I get black. Um, 
So I don't know if people really know where to put me for the most part. Yeah. But um, I get all I get's white. I couldn't be anything else. And Irish sometimes, which is you just telling me you're an albino. Thing. Yeah. Sure. Well, you're sure really a black man. You're just an albino. I, I'm at least the lower half of me is. <laughs> but no, I agree. My right foot is. I don't. <laughs> I don't like. I, I. I mean, especially when it's a character that I grew up with. And Domino is not one of those characters, even though I did, you know, grow up with, with Domino. You're not a, necessarily precious about her. Yeah, I don't care that much about her. But the, to me, the way they did the eye thing, the circle, it just looks... Cheap? Yeah, it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. And, but, I mean, we'll see. I, I, did, I was more mad that they made Valkyrie black in the upcoming Thor movie. Yeah, well, but they, it, that does go along with what Marvel did, because they made... Now, to be fair, like, uh, if you're familiar with Hogan, yeah. like, he, one of the Warriors 3, oh, yeah. he was always implied in the Marvel comics to have been Genghis Khan. Oh, yeah. Because all the, the three uh, Warriors 3 were supposed to be famous characters from history, like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Fandral, the guy who was played by Zachary Levi, yeah. was always implied to have been the basis for Robin Hood. Okay. And then Hogan, who, who's the guy with the horn helmet, he was always implied to have been Genghis Khan. So making him Asian, it was kind of like, okay. You know, and even like the Idris Elba's Heimdall thing, mm-hmm. I was like, I guess, like, I, I'm not going to make too much of a splash about it, even though it doesn't make sense considering yeah. they're Norse gods. Yeah. But at some point, you do have to point out that, like, like, isn't it kind of silly? Why not just come up with a different character or, you, yeah. know, you know? That's or, one of the big things for me is, like, it, I understand you want a woman... A, a strong, powerful woman character. The right one. Don't I mean Wonder Woman's been around for years and nobody they've always talked about like we need Batman to be a woman or we need Superman to be this or that. They made at one point they made him Chinese. I don't even know what happened with that. I didn't hear about that. It, it's just I don't know why they do that. They don't instead they can't just take like Wonder Woman, make a good movie, which they did, I guess. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. It's Okay, it's solid, it's good, it's worth watching. I'd even say it's worth owning. It's not what people are making it out to be. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, whether it's because you're a DC fanboy or because you want Wonder Woman for feminist, blah, blah, blah. I heard they make her really stupid through the whole thing. Like, she's, it's... I'd like, say naive. Naive, yeah. But there's also weird things, like, at some point, like, this is a weird thing in a, in a movie that's it's technically supposed to be for kids and all, adults. Yeah. At one point, like, she walks in on Chris Pine and his dick's out. All right. Because he was taking a bath, and she's like, so you're a guy. And I'm like, wait, no, hold on. You're, you're in your mid-20s. You've only heard of, of men. You probably wouldn't have heard of penises. And you, you'd be a little more surprised if you saw yeah. them. Yeah. You know, like, there's not... You can't, like... Like, you know, like, you got kids. Like, at some point, like, they have questions about their bodies. It's never yeah. like, so, uh, so it's a vagina, right? Okay. Like, they, they, they there's going to be a little bit, I'm, I'm sorry to bring your kids into this. No, you're I, fine. Like, like, but, but it, like, as, as, as a human beings, we're naturally curious about things we don't understand. Yeah. There's yeah. not just going to be like, oh, so that's a penis. All right. Whatever. My son, for, for the longest time, thought I had three penises. Because Good for you. I know, right? Three or is it no. just two? It's just one, and then the, the ball sack. And I think uh, he thought that that was two extra penises. Because he didn't know. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't know. But yeah, I agree. That he would, she would be a little bit more um, shocked, I guess. Or, or at least curious, like you said. 
Um, but it does play into, like, uh, the guy who's, like, the creative head of DC, and I guess technically DC Studios as well, Jeff Johns. Yeah. The last time he wrote Wonder Woman, she was really stupid as well, or naive, however yeah. you want to put it. But I thought they did a good job. The only thing is, like, when you're watching the movie, there's, I don't remember all of them, but there's three different parts where I was like, yeah, that was in Captain America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was in Captain America. That was definitely in Captain America. Like, spoiler alert, Chris Pine dies at the end of the movie. Okay. But the only reason he does is because they didn't want to be able to say, like, look, it's exactly like Captain America. Yeah. And, but it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. But at the same time, like, uh, Rand, uh, San Diego Comic-Con was in mid-July, and they announced the release date for Wonder Woman 2, which is in two years. Okay. That's about standard for these movies. Like, every two years they put yeah. out a sequel. But people were acting like, oh my god, they announced the Wonder Woman when it's coming out. It's coming out in 2018. It's like, okay, you you should have been able, or 2019, whatever. It's like, you should have been able to figure that out. It's not, they didn't they didn't yeah. announce who's playing the cheetah. Yeah. They announced a date that, quite frankly, as movie studios go, could get pushed back. Like, these things happen. Yeah. Like, all the time. So, it's, but it's a good movie. It's a solid movie. Okay. What have you heard about um, the Justice League movie? You excited about it? I haven't. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I'm more willing to see it than I was Batman vs Superman, okay. which took me a year and a half to see, and I saw an hour of it. Oh yeah, you didn't even stick through the whole thing. It was boring. It was. It had its moments. I, I, I didn't hate it all as much as everybody else seemed to. Well, it's a it's a fifty fifty movie. It's yeah. one of these movies that's you either love it or you hate it. Technically, you can kind of put me and hate it, but. I watched it, I was like, this is boring, and then the part I cut off was when Jesse Eisenberg starts feeding the general uh, Jolly Ranchers, yeah. and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this is. His, he was the worst part. Jesse Eisenberg, it was awful. It didn't even make sense as Lex Luthor. I, I don't know that you can have a worst part of that movie, though. Like, there's just so many bad things about it. Like, yeah. philo- philosophically alone, just the whole, like, Mon Pa can't consistently being like, Maybe you should just let people die. It's like, wait, what? No. That's not... Like, the reason that Superman is a great character is because he is instilled with values that make him better than us. It's not his abilities. It's that he was given these amazing abilities and taught to be a good person. But when you take out the good person, why isn't he a god? Why isn't he, like, conquering us? You know? Like, if look, I think I have fair morals... Little less, little looser when it comes to women, but <laughs> like fair morals. But if I didn't have those, and I, I don't know, I was super rich. Like, what, what would I do? I'd probably do a lot of horrible things. Yeah, you know, like I don't know. But anyway, I don't you would know. do at least some bad things. It wouldn't all be horrible. Nobody's all evil, but nobody's all good either. You know, it's a good so. example. Like super famous Hollywood stars that are douchebags. Like people make excuses for it. It's like, what would you do if everyone treated you like everything you did was important and everything everything you said mattered? Yeah. You'd be an asshole, and they become assholes. Well, if Superman didn't have morals, he'd be an asshole. He'd, right. He'd just be like, you know what? I'm gonna. I want that mansion. I'm gonna kill everyone in it. I'm gonna take that mansion. I want that woman. I'm gonna kill her husband. You know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway. I hated that uh, Gotham was literally, like, across a river 
from Metropolis. Which was literally just a lot like, of people. I'm gonna go over there. Um, but they're not actually that far apart geographically. Uh, uh, Metropolis was, is Cleveland. Okay. Gotham is Chicago. So okay, I, I, I always I assumed Gotham, Chicago, and Metropolis is New York. And I mean, a lot since of people Superman do. can fly so fast, it wouldn't take a, a lot of people do. But a, you can't really replace New York City, like, and technically they didn't replace Chicago either. Yeah. But uh, Siegel and Schuster were from Cleveland. Okay. And in their mind, that was the big city, you know. Yeah. Now, does it really matter? No. But if you're thinking about it in those terms, it, it's not right across the river from each other. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I it actually always bothered me more that that. Kansas always seemed to be like right outside of uh, Metropolis. Yeah, yeah they like yeah. take a bus there and yeah. stuff, and it's like a day trip. But um, anyway, I wonder why they never said what state Metropolis was in. Did they? Well, it's like the Simpsons thing. Like, yeah, but they always wanna... did say Smallville, Kansas. Why would they do one and not the other? That's a good point. Um, I guess because Smallville. Didn't it? I, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Like I, said, I, I, as far as I knew, Cleveland was always supposed to be Metropolis, oh, yeah. at least in the minds of the original creators. Now, people since probably actually do make it more like New York City yeah. in their minds, but I don't know. Metropolis seems a lot cleaner than New York. When do you think they're gonna revamp all of the DC universe? I give it, I give it ten years at most. Um. Well, it depends. So. The dirty little secret is that Justice League didn't make that much in terms of what it needed to make. Yeah. Because that was, uh, not Justice League, uh, Batman vs. Superman. That was a super expensive movie to make. Yeah. I want to say... Snyder, Zack Snyder's a great director, but he's, I, I don't... He's a great visual director. Yeah. But storytelling... Uh, His, the whole problem with it is that he thinks everything should be... Dark. Well, not just dark. Everything should be a magical moment. Maybe not even that. It should be this beautiful escape. But to make a movie good, you also have to have those moments to where things slow down and you have a story that can be followed in it. So my issue with him is like, and I, I actually, when when they announced it for Man of Steel, like I don't know if you remember this, but people hated that idea yeah. because Sucker Punch had come out, and I actually like Sucker Punch mm-hmm. for what it is. Um, but people like lost their minds and I was like no visually speaking like he's a great director he can actually do things with Superman that we haven't seen before that, that we should be able to see and the trailer looked good yeah but when I watched the movie I realized like oh this is this is his problem he he doesn't understand tone yeah like I've always said like Man of Steel has the most tone deaf moment in the history of cinema yeah there's a scene at, at the end of Man of Steel where Metropolis has been like is like a crater. Yeah. Like thousands of people have been literally like eviscerated. And Superman and Lois Lane make out on the skulls of the dead. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're standing in a holocaust. Like visually, like it's 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 because it's Zack Snyder. Yeah. Tonally, like it's bleak. Like visually, it's bleak. You know, very very dark tones. And you just have these two characters making out, and I'm like. Like, are they going to... What? What? <laughs> Look, I'm a horny person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'd make out with my girlfriend at a funeral. It's just not the not the right time. Right. Gotta... 
and it's not earned. Like storytelling wise, it's not earned. Like there's there's no reason for those two people to make out. You don't even know if there's any real chemistry. Yeah. But uh, and look, and I love Amy Adams, but I was like, no, this is terrible. But but yeah. that's that's Snyder's problem. Is he doesn't really understand tone. But if you just want a big dumb action movie, which I know people do, people who love this stuff. But um. But anyway, but the movie for Batman vs Superman cost five hundred thousand dollars. I think that was after um, advertising. Mm-hmm. I think, but I'm not sure. So in order to be considered a thousand, yes, uh, five hundred million. Yeah, sorry. Uh, like, I don't know if that's right. No, no, it's five hundred million. In order to make like be considered successful, it had to make a billion. Yeah, which it did, but it only barely made it. And, and critically, it was destroyed. I mean, it made the money, but making the money and being a good movie is what's needed, not. Just making the money and, and being torn right. apart. And also, in order to be considered a runaway success, you actually have to triple the money you spend. Yeah. So they would have had to make $1.5 billion. Now, typically speaking, like, if you said a movie make a billion dollars, like, that's a big deal. Yeah. But for a movie of this nature, it's not. So, and I don't think it made that much more money than Man of Steel. Yeah. So, basically, Justice League has to crush in terms of, like, how much money they make and... It has to, like, justify more movies. And if it doesn't, then Warner Brothers is going to be in trouble. And I do think that they'll... I, th- I think, basically, if Justice League doesn't make the money they want, I think they're going to go back to making Batman movies. Yeah. Maybe without Ben Affleck. Maybe maybe just rebooting everything. Because uh, yeah. I don't think they care. I think I think they figure, like, look, if we make Batman movies, it makes money. They just need you to know. get rid of Zack Snyder. I mean... Because well, no know, matter he, what, you know he's gonna be out for a while. Yeah, his, right? some, his daughter isn't Joss Whedon taking over? I heard that was a rumor. So this is the deal. So people made about it, a big deal about it, but like, so you graduated from, from film school, so you'll know this. Zack Snyder's daughter, you know, say whatever you want about a filmmaker. His, his daughter committed suicide. Yeah, she was 16 years old or something like that, and uh, the movie was in post production, needed reshoots, which all movies do. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Um. You actually had some people kind of like, yay, Zack Snyder's gone. It's like, okay, but his daughter died. But, um, so Joss Whedon agreed to make a Batgirl movie. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, but they needed somebody to direct the reshoots. Now, some people think like, oh, he was just doing a favor to Zack Snyder. You don't get Joss Whedon to direct reshoots. Yeah. But, so this is actually really interesting what happened. So the studio kind of played it like, look, we have Joss Whedon, the guy who made the Avengers movies, which made a lot of money, making a movie for us. Let's get him to do the reshoots, and we'll announce this. And this will inspire confidence to people. Like, basically, they're saying, hey, you like those Avengers movies, right? We got the Avengers guy. Look, he's making Justice League. It's going to be more like Avengers, which is kind of what they're going for anyway. Yeah. Getting it wrong, but that's what Justice League... Justice League's trying to do a little bit of Avengers, a little bit of Guardians of the Galaxy, really more Avengers. But so they're not, they're like, look, it's the Avengers guy. But the funny thing is, Jeff Johns came out not long after and was like, and said what's true, uh, Joss Whedon's just directing reshoots. Like, it's still Zack's movie. Like, you can't, there's not enough reshoots that they could do. Like, unless Joss was editing it, and even then, he only have so much to work with. No matter what, this is Zack Snyder's movie. Yeah, I, reshoots, you don't do... You can, you can They'll probably redo some of the key moments, and then some of the... Uh, and they won't even redo them. They'll just shoot 
like a lot of times when they do reshoots, uh, they have to do it in terms of like, like maybe he, the audio didn't come out right or some technical happened that, that might have messed it up. So it's it's still going to be the same. And sometimes thing that they had. sometimes they look at scenes that didn't quite work, and they're like, "Why don't we do a rewrite on this scene, and it'll explain more, yeah. or or take, you know take something out." But no matter what, like there's only so much a reshoot can do. Even yeah. with massive reshoots, you can't within this within form. like two weeks change a movie that took three months yeah. to shoot. Like you, you can't do that. And at most, like honestly, like trying to get. Joss Whedon to do enough to make it more his film would just like lead to like a really choppy yeah strange movie but um but yeah but it was just funny to me that Warner Brothers was trying to get ahead of like any you know Blizzard and say look I know you didn't like Batman vs Superman but it's more like Avengers go see it and then Jeff Johns comes out and says nah ah it's it's more like Batman vs Superman <laughs> you know but um Hollywood's a strange fucking place yeah it is um, yeah. I think it's weird that you you would think they would do better because because uh, Warner Brothers has all of the characters in DC. Warner Brothers can do anything they want with any character in DC. Marvel has to pick and choose what they can use. Like they had to change the scrolls to Shatari because they don't have the rights to it. So I mean, you'd think that DC would be able to do a better job. And I think with Wonder Woman, they showed that it can be done. At least, well. But I think they left her... I think they left Patty Jenkins alone. And also, here's the funny thing. So they made a big deal about, like, Wonder Woman, first major female solar superhero movie. Cool. It's being directed by a woman, Patty Jenkins. Cool. It, it was written by Alan Heinberg, the gay guy who created the OC. Okay. Um, he wrote, like, a, a pretty awesome Wonder Woman miniseries. 2009 or something like that. So it just made me laugh. I was like, yeah, but you had to go to a guy to yeah. get the script right. Right? Okay. The, the main part of it. You right. You had to go to a dude. Um, right. so, <laughs> Fair enough. But, but they left her off. But it, 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 this, this is the thing about um, creative stuff. Is like, And this is why big budget movies, like when they should be amazing, sometimes come out like you just don't know who it's for because yeah. there's so many cooks in the kitchen, so to speak. Um, in any creative endeavor... You want a 60 or 55-45 split. You want the creative person to have just a little bit more power, and you want the financial person to also have a big chunk. When you have it the reverse, the see, money people don't understand creative measures. Yeah. Like Warner Brothers is strictly financial. It's strictly inventory people. Yeah. So they look at they look at Avengers and they're like you got fucking superheroes, right? You got chicks with big tits, uh, explosions. Go make one of those, right? Just make it, just go make a movie, you know? Creative people don't look at it that way. They, they look at like, okay, we're the characters, what's the story we're trying to tell? So, when financial people are in charge, they make these by the numbers, like, color inside the lines movies. Right. They don't take risks because they're just like, uh, they look at everything, every creative decision as Monetary. statistics. Yeah. Creative people don't do that, but you you still need the money people that go to a creative person and say, "No, you're going too far. Take it down." Yeah. Like if you look at the original Star Wars movies, the reason those movies were so amazing was because they had to struggle, because they had a limited budget. They had people who went to George Lucas and said, "Look, dude, that's cool, but no, that doesn't work." Yeah. But when you make when he made his other movies, 
nobody's going to tell Free George range. Lucas. Yeah. No. So you have this creative person. It's not that he's he's a bad creative person. It's just that he has this great imagination, but he doesn't have anyone to go to him and say, that's stupid. Yeah. And if he, if they do, they get fired. So no one says yeah. it, you know? Yeah, you're exactly right. So the, the way it works, directors... Okay, you, you have your director, who's your the head of the team, I guess is what you'd call it. Right. He doesn't really usually do the, the visuals. That'll be your director of photography, mm-hmm. who the director does hire and works closely with during the shooting. Right. And also he hires the first AD, which, which uh, the first AD is the person who does all of the schedules and all of the getting this, getting people where they need to be and making sure safety is number one, doing all the stuff. First AD is like... um. It's, a, it's almost like your first step down from a producer. Mm-hmm. Producers got all the money. Then you got directors who really answers to the producer, mm-hmm. but they're kind of right there usually. Right. And First AD is the one who directly answers to, to the producer and has to make sure everything fits in. So you say, we're going to shoot this here, here, here. At this time, we're going through this scene, this scene, this scene. And they're the ones that keep everybody kind of keep the scheduling and keep everybody in check. Make sure everybody's where they need to be. So the producer being your money guy and your director being your creative mind, usually, uh, they, they, you, a lot of times they'll bump heads right. because the producer wants it to be a success money-wise and the director wants it to be a success film-wise, like a good movie. Right. You'd rather... Normally, normally, not always. Yeah, it depends on the producer. Yeah. Some, like a Steven Spielberg producer is going to have more visual. Right, but, exactly. But most of these guys are just guys who had money or made their money. Right. You know. And But uh, I think that's one of the big problems, because you, you heard that in Avengers, especially Avengers 2, to where they, the Age of Ultron or whatever it was called. Uh, it was called Age where of Ultron. Josh Sweden, which didn't make sense. They called it the Age of Ultron, and it was only like a week the movie took place in like a week. So they took it from a horrible it's not an comic age. book. Yeah, no. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Joss Whedon got into it with the producers then because the producers thought they needed more stuff to uh, build on for other movies for Thor and stuff well, like that. Well, that's what happened to Edgar Wright. Like, because the yeah. movie I was most looking forward to was Ant <coughs> because yeah. Edgar Wright is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't seen Baby Driver, but I've heard great things about it. Did he do that? I didn't know that. Yeah, Baby Driver's his new movie. I've heard real good things. But um, he wanted to make, like, kind of a, kind of a, like, a little more closer to, to not like, but closer to Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Something that, that has more of a comedic bent and is sort of a silly film, but it could also be viewed on another, like, sci- level and all that, science fiction and all that. Um, but at the end of the day, and they're not wrong, Kevin Feige was like, Look, this is an important part of our franchise. Like we, we'd like to use it to build upon the other movies. Yeah. Which is sort of the the biggest flaw with the Marvel movies is that they're sort of a house of cards. Yeah. You know, like you can watch some of these movies on their own. Not all of them, but some of them. But they're all designed to build upon previous things and they're creating this big giant that if one movie really bombs, kinda makes everything structurally yeah. weak. You know, but he wasn't wrong. But at the same time, like when they when I found out Edgar Wright was leaving, I was like, "Why?" And I understand why. Yeah. Because Edgar Wright's like, "Look, I'm not a big budget director. Like, I might do a big budget movie. Yeah. But I make movies that I and my friends want to see. I don't want to make a movie that." 
Kevin Feige wants to say yeah, whatever. Yeah, just you another know? blockbuster. He didn't right. want to just you know. Do... And from what I understand, they kind of like Paul Rudd and uh, I think the director's name, but they sort of built upon what Tim something maybe. It's the I guy who uh, does like those Will Ferrell movies. Like he did the the other guys with with yeah. Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. I can't remember the name of his uh, name. Oh, he's the I think he's the guy that did uh, the Hangover. Oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, but. Um, what did you think, Van? I thought it was solid. I didn't. It's not amazing. Like, honestly, I can't remember the really the last Marvel movie that I really thought was like that was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, oh, Civil War, easy. I enjoyed I Civil War it. a lot. I don't think it's quite on the level of some of their earlier movies. Oh but, yeah. But I thought it was, it was a really really strong movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Ant Man and Doctor Strange, I was just like. Eh, like they, they were good. Yeah, I wouldn't buy them. And I'm a huge Paul Rudd fan. But. Yeah, Ant Man for me, Ant Man was one of my favorite ones. My one of my favorite Marvel movies for in a while, especially standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Strange was. I mean, it was interesting, and I liked the way they did the visuals with the city. Bending. Visually, it was amazing. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I do get sick of the um, of the. Like like we were saying earlier, the cookie cutter, like he gets his superpowers and he stops the villain. No, and the villain. The, that was the strange thing about it. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin Feige announced a couple of years ago that um, they were like I think it was around the time Age of Ultron came out. They were like, yeah. we're done with origin stories. Like you you can find about about their origin some other way, but like we want to tell our stories from now on. That's what they had said was going to happen. And yeah. I, I do wonder if it has to do with the power struggle that was going on over to Marvel, which no one that listens to Hog is going to have that much interest in him. But but there was a big power struggle at Marvel with the, the guy who ran it, um, Ike Perlmutter, I think his name was, yeah. and Kevin Feige, who runs Marvel Studios. And they clashed, and that's why Marvel TV and Marvel Studios have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Because one took his took Marvel TV and one took Marvel Studios. And... Um, they do better than um, than uh, DC does. That that irritates me that the Flash that they changed the Flash from the movie. If they would can I tell you how? Like, look, I like that actor that, that's playing the Flash. And I didn't like him at first, but I, he's kind of grown on me. He's a good actor though. Like, if you go see him in like uh, Fantastic Beasts, mm-hmm. like you can see, like, oh, this kid has range. He's not like when I watch the Justice League trailer, I'm like, so did Zack Snyder just sit you down and tell you? Um, Oh fuck! What's his name? I'm getting older. I can never remember people's names. The uh, the what is Justin name? Long? It's like just do Justin Long. You've yeah. seen Justin Long, right? <laughs> like when I watch that, I'm like, he kind of looks like Justin Long, and he seems to be playing a Justin Long character. Yeah, I hate the guy they got for the movie. I hate him. And the yes. other thing is, like, I'm watching like his powers, and like every time he moves, lightning shoots yeah. out. I'm like, that's really impractical. It doesn't make much sense. No, it, well, the the lightning thing in the Flash from the comics was. It was like an image blur because yeah, he has like his, the his lightning yeah. on his shirt. Yeah. And at some point, somebody at DC Comics was like, "Wouldn't it be cool if it was real lightning? Like if the Speed Force just had lightning?" And so they ran with that. And now, like the Flash is just like a red blur with like lightning, actual lightning fire, which again, super impractical. Mm-hmm. Like that's a lot of destruction <laughs> that you'd be causing. But um, but they they took that to the ultimate degree with the movie and like. He moves, and all of a sudden, like, lightning's blowing up his TV sets. And I'm like, well, well, how does that work? And does he have, like, 
would would Thor be able to beat him easily just by not letting him use the the lightning and thunder? Is that first of all? Yes, Thor would beat him easily. Well, easily but, for a different but, reason. But. but like, then there's that scene from the the San Diego trailer where like all the Justice League guys do the Batman disappearing act, mm-hmm. except for him. Yeah, and he's like, oh, they they all left, even though I'm the Flash. That's that's kind of rude, and it's like. All right, yes. like really, like that's your wacky moment. Like it's not that it's not funny. It's just that like it seems like a Saturday night Saturday Night Live skit. Yeah. Like you'd see like is you know like ah look the Flash is always the guy who's you know like who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, I just don't like him. I love that they got Ezra Miller. That's his name. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I like that they got um, the guy playing Aquaman. Jason um, Momoa. Yeah, Jason Momoa. I don't like that they... And I, I understand why, because Aquaman's always been kind of a joke or in the past 20 years, 30 years. That's how people... I always think that's funny. Like, oh, you know, he talks to fish. He, he talks to sharks as well. Yeah, he talks to a lot of like, things. Like, he talks to whales. Like, and, yeah. And, and, like, they did the video game, um, what was it, Injustice? And yeah. And Aquaman was the coolest fucking character in Injustice. Mm-hmm. He was awesome. And, I mean, I, I don't know why they couldn't just leave it. I, I do like what they're doing with Aquaman. But I don't like this them changing just for the sake of, of doing something different, you know? Well, none of the characters, aside from Batman, none of the characters are themselves. Yeah. Because, yeah. again, like, Marvel's made and by people. And even Batman's killing people now, which, I mean... Exactly. It's just different. It's just not what... But, what again, it, it comes down to, like, Marvel's made by people who have a genuine affection for the characters yeah. and the comics. Even when they make things different, they do it... For storytelling reasons, because you, you it is an adaptation. You can't make a comic book completely into yeah. a live action movie. And then Warner Brothers just hires people, and they just like, look, just make it all Batman. You know, like even Wonder Woman. Like, what I thought was interesting about Wonder Woman visually was when they're the Patty Jenkins does something interesting, where when they're on Themyscira, the Amazon island, yeah, it's bright colors. It's like saturated stuff like that. And you're like, oh, they can make a movie that's not, like, literally, like, desaturated bullshit. And then when they leave Themyscira, because they're leaving Paradise, and they're going into World War One, then it gets saturated. You're like, okay, but at least they understand that what what these colors and tones are for, yeah. you know? Um, but at the same time, like, it's still kind of tonally, like, like, like thematically still the same. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I forget where I was going with that, but it was it was interesting to actually see them though, like allow a director to go like, oh no, it doesn't all have to look like that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, I could see that. And and doing that, um, I can't remember what we called it in film school, but uh, doing stuff act- like that is really important as far as uh, making people feel a certain way when you're um, making a film. But that's one of the problems I had with like Suicide Squad too. I never saw that one. You didn't? I, I, it's an enjoyable watch. I, heard, I mean, it's not its not going to change your life. I was told that one was actually way worse than Batman vs. Superman. Oh, really? No, a not lot, a lot. of people said that to me, and I was like, oh, really? Well, I mean, I guess I never I never got around to it, so I can't say. Yeah. I'm just, if like, you're going in wanting something the level of Batman vs. Superman, it's, well, no, that's not you're not going to get it. That's not what it's supposed to be. But, I mean, and it, it's the, the actual threat that's being that's that is there for Suicide Squad the reason they get them super dumb like the villain's really dumb the a lot of it's dumb but there's some really good moments between that show up between like Joker 
Harley Quinn and uh, Deadshot and even um, Killer Croc. I mean, it's not a great movie. It's just one of those things where you can kind of enjoy it if you're not picking it apart. You know what I mean? Right. Well, but you can never say, like, there's some movies that I'm like that. Well, give you a good example. I love the Amazing Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. the one that came out a few years back. Not the second one. I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one either. I heard that one. Like, that one looked terrible. I didn't see it. Uh, I have far less problems with Amazing Spider-Man than I have with Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah? Even though, like, I've, I've, I've like my, my best friend, The Hustle, and I talk movies all the time. Yeah. And he was, he was kind of breaking down to me. He was like, well, there's, this, is a, this is a problem. This is a problem. Storytelling stuff. And, and I'm like, that's true. That's true. That's true. None of that bothers me. Yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, great movie. Love it. I have a ton of problems with it. And I can't turn my brain off. Yeah. And I, one movie, I was totally fine. The other movie, my brain is constantly picking it like, that doesn't make sense. You know, why doesn't he have a spider sense? The, yeah, the spider th- sense thing. They the, replaced the whole, it with Jennifer Connelly. The whole MJ. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I did. Uh, the whole MJ thing irritated me. First of all, she is the whoever her name is, Zatanna or Zendaya. Is Zendaya. Z- she yes, yeah, yeah, she is the worst actress. I've I saw ever you say I like her. I, I hated her. All of her lines were exactly the same. I don't think she's good in the movie. But I've said like oh, I haven't seen her in anything else. I guess I'm she. She's a Disney Channel actress. Yeah, my like, daughter loves her. She from has she's some undercover. Beautiful girl, great. That's a terrible show. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, but for a little girl, I can, yeah. you know. But your, your daughter is what, seven nine, or eight? She's nine. nine? Okay. Um, that's about right. Um, great, great singer, beautiful girl. But yeah, she's a Disney Channel actress. Yeah. They don't really train her that well. But uh, I'm pretty sure her character, Michelle, and Liz, who is the main actress yeah. in it, pretty like sure they her. were the same character at one point in the script. I think this oh, is yeah? a rewrite because they realized, like, oh, well. We want to make. We want to have this twist. I'm not going to give away the ending. Yeah. Unless you already heard the homecoming special that we did on the show a while back, but um, you know when they when they wrote that twist at the end, I think they were like, oh, well, we can't really have Michelle. Because, and I'll I'll tell you exactly why. There's a few reasons why I think they were the same character. The first one is that the opening scene has Michael Keaton's character Adrian Toomes looking at a, uh, a picture that his daughter drew. Yeah. I think I just gave away the, the spoiler. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. The movie's been out for a month. Whatever. Um, so, like, they make a big deal about this picture that she drew. The character that's drawing for the rest of the movie, like, randomly, is Michelle. Yeah. The rest yeah. of the movie, like, they make a big deal about her being an artist, even though it doesn't fit with everything else. Like, she's a mathlete and all that, and yeah. she's a loner. Like, there's no reason for her to do all that stuff. And there's this weird connection that doesn't go anywhere. Whereas Liz Allen, you know, she does, or Liz Toomes, whatever yeah. she turns out to be. They, they got me with that that twist. Like, I, I didn't expect it. I mean, I guess that's why they made her black, so they would, could catch you like that. But... But that just leads to more questions. Yeah. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, is... She keeps calling him dad. Yeah. Did he adopt her? Is that his stepdaughter? I really loved Michael Keaton in it. And, He's and the, the character as a whole, I loved it. I thought that I was hoping that they would if they were gonna do the, the mix mash thing where they're putting people together, I was hoping that they would start using him as Harry I mean as uh, Norman Osborne. 
because he would be such a good Norman Osborn. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they got away from Norman Osborn. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm glad that, and I'm also glad. And I've said this from the beginning. I didn't have a problem with Zendaya being obviously she's going to be the love interest in the yeah. next movie she's or something like that. Hater. I don't have a problem with that because I was like, look, Peter's into black chicks. Cool. I like some black chicks. Yeah. You know. Um, however. We've seen enough of Mary Jane. We've seen enough of Gwen Stacy. Just make her a different character, and we're fine. Is it and that hard? They basically did. Like, yeah, they, they kind of winked at the camera, but nobody's gonna call her MJ. Yeah. Like, well, I, that's one of the things that irritates me about it is that they took MJ, I guess, and they. It, it was such a, a lazy way to do that. The, the, my friends call me MJ. That's such a lazy way. So you're, well, you're, you're Mary like, Jane Watson, the funny and thing your is, name's Michelle, whatever her right. last name was. You're not redhead. Mary Jane in the comic books was not any kind of comedic relief. Never said anything She funny. wasn't really a loner. Yeah, well, she, I mean, she, she was like sort the popular of girl. She sort of. I mean, she was she was someone with a deep past. But, yeah. But yes, yeah, she was very popular. And, and so they literally just took a name and assigned it to something completely different. Why even bring that up? Why but, make that a thing? By the way, just like I didn't think about this earlier when I did the review, but uh, when she says like my friends call me MJ, mm. she's talking to the only people that would count as yeah. friends. Yeah, like none yeah, of them call her MJ. But uh, but I'm hoping they they keep Michael Keaton because I like that he, he lived and everything. And they kind of made a reference. I think to, the next one's going to be the Scorpion. I think I, I think I, they're going to do Sinister Six. It might be probably. You know what? Sony Sony being what they are. Because I think their contract with Marvel is only one more movie. Yeah. Aside from, like, the Marvel end of stuff where uh, Spider-Man's obviously going to be in Infinity War and yeah. whatever the other thing is. But there's, like, one more Spider-Man movie and everything else, supposedly, unless they up their contract. Sony's, you know. So, oh, Sinister well, Six... Oh, about. Go ahead. Sinister Six will probably either be Spider-Man 2 or Spider-Man 3. Yeah. I'm actually thinking it'll be 3. I think, I think you'll get Scorpion... In the next movie, and then Sinister Sticks will, will they'll, they'll like introduce little threads. I think Spider Man Three is where they'll try to do Sinister Six. Number one, I want to I want to bitch about um, the Venom movie that's coming up. Ah, it is so, starring Bane himself. Yeah, I, I love that. I love the casting. I love Tom Hardy. Uh, it's not going to have Spider Man in it. So here's the here's the thing that's about Sony. Sony ignorant. Sony is worse than even Warner Brothers yeah. as far as. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Somebody the other day pointed out, like, Sony used to be, like, this big company or, like, the best products were Sony products. And then at some point, the only good thing Sony was putting out was the PlayStation. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, now Sony's coming up in uh, cameras again, but... um, Yeah, they've got the Sony uh, F100 or something is, like, a really good popular camera. Well, for vloggers, like, the A9s and the A7Ss... Because that's um, I'm looking at maybe at one point getting one, but anyway, but uh, so their plans are to make they want to make a Spider-Man shared universe because they have Spider-Man is a lot of different characters. Yeah. The, the problem with all those characters is they all revolve around Peter. Yeah. It's not like like Black Cat. I think she has had a miniseries at some point, but I'm sure she you know, has. But they were like, "What do we have? Oh, we have Black Cat and Silver Sable." Yeah, now, Silver Sable. That here, hasn't even been a character here's since the nineties. I actually think that could be a good movie if it's done right, because what I'm picturing is that 
it's sort of like a 1970s movie, like sort of romancing the stone kind of thing. Yeah. With Black Cat as this thief that steals some sort of diamond that Silver Sable's protecting. And it's sort of like Lara Croft, kind of like, like you that. know, like if they do it as sort of some sort of like adventure movie, less than a superhero movie. Yeah. That could work. But it could like, come out of, of left field like uh, like Blade did or something like that. Something right. that's not so popular. But you're right. Venom without Spider-Man doesn't even make sense. The reason that Venom has a spider on his chest is because he, he assuming was, that they keep the spider, they would have to. It's Venom. I mean, I guess they probably don't it's, have it's to. It's Sony. It's <laughs> Sony. Right. I could see them. You know, the only other thing I see to see them doing is like maybe he. Maybe Spider-Man's not in the movie, but maybe he's obsessed with Spider-Man or something like that. Yeah. They could easily do that, and it turns into some sort of anti-hero movie. I guess I could see that. But I was hoping, hoping my ass off, that in Infinity War, he would they would do the black suit. And that's how... Because you know it was in... Um, well, Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. It was yeah. when he first came out in comic that's the, that Well, that's the other part that... Like, I'm, I'm actually concerned at Infinity War. Like... The little trailer that they had on the internet briefly yeah. looked good, but like, so I actually like Age of Ultron. I think it's a fun movie. Yeah. I understand people's problems with it, I but it. if you just watch it, like, just for like an entertaining Avengers movie instead of like some sort of expectation for yeah. it, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And James Spader as Ultron, Great. cool. Yeah. You know, I, I like. You know, um, but that movie was teetering on the edge of too many characters, too many things going on. And just barely kind of held together. Yeah. Infinity War is going to have like 24 superhero characters or something like that. Yeah, I'm guessing a lot of them aren't. Like it'll it'll narrow down to the main cast. It'll be Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, but, against Thanos. But you know? from a movie standpoint, for general, you can do that in comics. Yeah. Movie standpoint for audiences, there is with characters a. Uh, not Occam's Razor, uh, gun, uh... Point of diminishing returns. <laughs> there's that, too. Now, I'm trying to think of... I can't think of the name of the gun, uh... The... the, the if, if something's in a movie... If a gun's in, in a story, the, at some McGuffin? point... The gun has to come into play. Nah, it's yeah. a storytelling thing. But put it to you this way. The, every character that appears in a movie has to have a gun. Yeah. You can't have... Iron, well, it won't be Iron Man. You can't have... It can't be Rocky Raccoon either. Gamora. You can't have Gamora pop up in a scene but not say anything. Yeah. She she has to... That's really going to drive me. What's the name of the gun? Uh, Smoking the <laughs> Thunder? I don't know. No, it's it's a storytelling thing. Like, it's the name of a writer, but uh, it's, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just going to drive me crazy. But every, every character has to have a point in a movie. Yeah. You can't just have them randomly show up, particularly when you're talking about these type of characters. They're not extras. Yeah. You know? Um, so, for... For a comic book audience, it's like, all right, you know, maybe maybe we could accept that, but for someone who's never read the comics, it's not going to be satisfying to have it function yeah. that way. I don't know. I think in the Marvel movies, they've kind of gotten away with that a lot. Like, they, they kind of do the thing where you can have Captain America in Spider-Man Homecoming because it kind of fits a little bit. But that's the a way they use it. Yeah, but I think, I think a lot of the people, like, they might... I'm hoping they'll bring Daredevil in at least to to talk because the original Infinity War Daredevil was one one of my favorites. That's a, my favorite part of it. They, they, that won't have, there's there's serious bad blood at Disney between different companies and particularly oh, yeah. 
particularly Marvel TV and Marvel Studios, yeah. the only way that happens is if there's a change in management. And at this point, the movie's coming out anyway. Yeah. You know, but now the the I mean that's why you have the event the defenders being the Avengers team for you know. Um, I'm for, hoping that they'll switch it up because everybody knows everybody knows they're going to kill Captain America. I'm hoping they kill Iron Man instead. But I'm a Captain America guy. That's like my he's my favorite. That's cool. I I don't know. I, I don't have any. I'm not going into this movie with any expectations. The footage looked good. <coughs> But I, I don't know. Like I just like I feel like I'm a little my my pleasure centers are sort of burnt out by all this stuff. Like I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I'm more, I'm way more excited for Kingsman: The Golden Circle yeah. than I am for Star Wars Episode Whatever Eight. Yeah, I still haven't watched. No, I guess I did watch uh, a little bit of the new Star Wars movie, not the Rogue One. I still haven't seen that one, but the other one. The okay, so. Between the two, I actually think Episode Seven's better. Oh yeah, it's it feels like a Star Wars movie. It's missing a lot of the depth that made the original Star Wars what it was. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's like Episode Seven is like the perfect Star Wars fan film. Like if 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 you were to go to somebody like me and be like, "Hey, go make a Star Wars movie that continues the saga like 10, 20 years later." That's the movie I would make. It wouldn't be as good as the original Star Wars, but it would feel like it. Yeah. Um, which is fine. That's all Disney kind of wants out of it. They want people to kind of forget about how much they hated the prequel yeah. stuff. Um, Rogue One, people went nuts for. Like, actually, you, you, I think you'd find it interesting. Like, I'll send you a link to the Grim Grinning Host episode where we broke down Rogue One. Because okay. I was on a uh, Disney show called Grim Grinning Host. And the main host, Hunter, wanted to... Like, he's a big Star Wars now. He loves, like, the extended universe stuff and all yeah. that. And he wanted to do a a review, like, right after the movie came out. So it was the two of us and a guy named Brad Just who does the Jurassic Park podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like a, it's a two-hour episode, but um, they both went nuts for the movie. I was like, I really enjoyed this movie. Here's the problems that I had with it, like... And I sort of lay out lay out a case for why why it doesn't quite work, um, yeah. but um, but it's I think you'll find Rogue One more interesting because they're actually trying for something. Yeah, like they're really doing like a Dirty Dozen movie more than a Star Wars movie. Okay. Um, I just I don't know why everybody's British nowadays. <laughs> because it makes people think they're smarter. You think? Oh, that's... Uh, I forget who's... or something? I think it's Ben Shapiro says, like, people add, like, 10 points to your IQ if you have an English accent. Oh. Like, you're not smarter. You just sound smarter. Yeah. You know? I can see that. All right. But I know a lot of English people. I watched... Um, they're, they're not. Sorry. They're not. They're, they're dumb. <laughs> uh, I watched uh, this movie called... Um, I think I want to say it was called Freaks of Nature, maybe? Or Freak... It's about zombies... Um, Let's see, zombies, vampires, and uh, what's the other one? And and humans, I guess. It's mm-hmm. this big war between them. And at the end, this alien comes, and it's got it's got a lot of big actors in it. Um, the guy, it's it's like Upright Citizens Brigade type people, you know. Okay. But uh, in the um, in the end, there's this an alien comes, and it's Werner Herzog is, does the voice for the alien, and they're like. Why are you German? Why do you have a German accent? It was just funny that they called him out on it. I loved it. That's not, is, was this like a Netflix movie? Or was like no, it was on HBO. Uh, okay. Maybe it's just called Freaks. 
or something. It's really good. It's got, um, I mean, it's not really good, but it's entertaining to watch. It's just mm-hmm. a little uh, comedy film. And it had uh, Key, Keenan Key, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Key, Key, from Key, Key and Peele. Uh, not the director one, the other one. Jordan Peele yeah. and Key, Keenan, Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah, Keegan-Michael Key, that's it. And uh, he's in it and a bunch of other people, but it's, it's really good. It was worth the watch since I just watched it on HBO. All right, well, I think we're going to end this here. Hopefully, uh, like, no one's too bothered by the sounds of traffic. Like, for some reason, it's a busy day on Veterans. Yeah. You know, it's a Sunday afternoon. Uh, thanks, Matt. Uh, you've been... We should talk about this briefly before we get out. Like, yeah. you just got back into comedy. Yeah, just got back um, probably two Fridays ago or last Friday or something. Yeah. So, um, I've been in... Um, New- I mean, I've been in Orlando for a year and a half, and I was getting my degree, and I didn't... It was kind of hard for me to um do both i guess and and we're because you when you're doing comedy especially for me i I write so much and it takes up so much my time that i I just didn't have time to to pay attention to both of them so yeah thanks to uh you guys for having me the other night yeah uh m hog does an open mic and everybody's welcome and and you were uh you were pretty it was kind of funny you were pretty nervous and you did well you did I won't say too much, but you did try to get us in trouble. <laughs> I can't help it. You can't tell me not to do something and then expect me not to do it. Uh, anytime it's like, it's like, hey, try not to talk about this. I have to talk about that. It's 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 like I have a fucked up brain. I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't do as bad as the other guy did. That guy got kicked out, so. Uh, we don't want to get into that, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you... Uh, you just doing open mics right now? You trying to get on any shows? Yeah, no, just open mics right now. Just getting back into it slowly. Um, I'm going to be... I'm wanting to put together a crew to do some filming and make some short films and stuff like that to try to get in um, in some different uh, festivals and stuff. I've got one movie called Kill the Cat that's going to be uh, pretty big. I did all... I did a producing for it, and I did uh, all of the stunt choreography and second unit directing for it. And that's going to be going in Sundance at the beginning of next year. So that's awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, you said it's kill the cat. Kill the cat. When is it? When is it coming out? Uh, well, it'll be a long time before it's actually to where okay. you can see it, because you can't. It's uh, an indie film. Yeah, it's an indie film, and you can't release it anywhere until if you're wanting to put it in Sundance. Right on. So, yeah, we're we're hoping it'll be big. It's our we did kind of put it in a um, an internet festival and it's it won a few awards but it's a small festival so it wasn't they didn't get mad or anything you. yeah um but yeah i've got that i've got my website a plug i hate mattrobin.com um it's got all my i don't know all the films i've been in it's got a my director reel and a couple of other things on it so all right and uh any social media you want to plug before we go um just uh i hate matt robin at at i hate matt robin on twitter and just find me on Facebook, man. I love. I'm a Facebook guy more than a Twitter guy. I hear you. Um, I'm more of an asshole on Twitter. Actually, Twitter is mostly where I talk about my politics. Okay. I'm pretty sure like ninety percent of the people that follow me have me hidden yeah. or muted. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, I get that. I get that a lot, and I get um, people just coming out of nowhere and asking why they're still friends with me on Facebook. I don't know. Delete me. I don't care. I, I don't understand that. Like, I don't say that about people that I disagree with them. Like, I know. I had, um, I won't get too far into this, but yeah. I had a woman that I was like pen pals from MySpace for 
12 years. Yeah. Uh, in 2016, deleted me, and I and we hadn't talked much, like so. I, but I noticed like she had deleted me, and I wrote to her, and I was like, hey, like just out of curiosity, like after over a decade, yeah. Why? Why are you no longer talking to me? And she said something to the effect of, uh, it's too complicated to get into on here, but basically people like you hate people like me. And I was like, that, wow, you don't know me at all. Like, that's that's stupid. Um, I was like, well, I wish you uh, luck in your future endeavors. Yeah. But no, like, that's actually kind of... I'm actually, I told her, I was like, I'm more disappointed that you clearly don't know me after a decade. Because... Yeah. We had very private personal conversations. I was like, I'm more disappointed by that than the fact that you don't want to talk to me. Yeah. Like, because that means, like, we were never really friends. I had a friend, I have one of my best friends from film school. She's not, she's a media communications person, which she's great. She's brilliant. Her name's LaJoya. And she is, like, super into the Black Lives Matter movement. And she's super liberal. And we can, and I'm not, I'm, I'm a libertarian, but I'm more on a conservative side of it and we can sit there and talk about things and respect each other's opinion and not yell at each other not fight not delete each other from Facebook and shit like that and that's to me that's what a friendship should be mm-hmm. we can th- have two different mindsets two different ideas on things and still either talk about it or not talk about it we can do anything else you know what I mean but I just I hate that that people are like that like if you if you're super liberal and and because I don't think Trump is doing as bad of a job as everybody seems to think he's doing. That's that's a complicated discussion. I'm not I'm not I'm not a Trump hater. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not a Trump supporter. Definitely not. That, Actually, I, that was the funny well, thing. I, I do, I'll say I'll support him because he's the president. But I, well, I'm military. I'm over that shit. Yeah. Honestly, I saw somebody. I'll talk about this before we close out. So President Obama's birthday was last week. Yeah, and I saw a bunch of people say happy birthday President Obama which kind of bugged me a little bit um, one one famous artist that I know, I won't say his name but uh, not that it matters but he wrote he drew a picture of Obama and wrote happy birthday Mr. President I miss you and I was like I yeah. miss you that's weird, I was like, what that's the fuck creepy. does that mean and like I'm not bothered that people like President Obama I was just like he's a civil servant I don't I don't know what Ronald Reagan's birthday is. Yeah. Like, I, and I shouldn't. You know, honestly, I don't know. I, even though it's a holiday, I don't know what George Washington's birthday yeah. is. And you shouldn't. At the end of the day, like, even if they do great things, they're civil servants. Like, like they're not they're not monarchs. Yeah. You know, like, it's weird to me that people would wish a former president happy birthday. It's, it's definitely like that for Obama. Every, like, he was a, a change. He made a... He changed the whole country immediately when he became president. Well, and culturally, it I think, it, I think it was culturally. I think it was always going that direction. I think it was just a good excuse for oh, yeah. a lot of people to. But you know what? I hate, I hate the things, the Facebook posts that say like uh, he was eight years with no um, no scandals, no scandals. That's yeah. bullshit. Well, Fast and Furious was a huge scandal. But most people are low information voters. Yeah. You're right. And look, and I'm not an expert either. Like, I, I know a lot of pay a lot of attention, but whatever. Hey, right. whatever. Happy birthday, President Obama. I don't miss you. I don't know you. I'm sure you're a nice person. Yeah. I don't I like don't, your I wife, but... Like, yeah, I don't like her either. But, I don't understand. Uh, Bill Burr said it. 
But I don't understand why people are wanting her, her to, be, to be president yeah. now. Like, she's literally done nothing that that would make that a, a thing. What about fucking the current president makes you able I mean, to do that? I mean, it almost worked for Hillary. Yeah, I guess so. But that's it. All we right. are done here. Thank you, Matt Robin. Thank you for having me. This has been a movie-intensive Metal Hand of God podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Sorry about the background noise, but, you know, this is what happens often when I'm in charge. <laughs> so uh, we'll be, hopefully, the rum guy and Wayne will be back on the next episode. If not, I guess you'll have more of me. So, it's peace. not a bad thing. Did I just say peace? Peace out. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> All right, keep it metal. Keep it metal. That's it.